Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. Welcome into another edition of Chicago's Very Own Eats. I'm Kevin Powell alongside Mike Piff. Happy New Year, a fresh episode. We'll talk with Nick Kindlesberger from the Chicago Tribune uh, coming up in just a bit. Nick uh, does a great job covering the food scene in Chicago, and he had a really great column over the holidays of his fa- his 12 favorite dishes of 2022. And uh, so I wanted to hit on that a little bit because I really enjoyed it, and I think you'll uh, you'll find some really good spots to try if you haven't already. Um, but check that out, ChicagoTribune.com. We'll get into that with Nick. And then, of course, looking ahead to 2023, what's opening? What is he excited about? What are some new concepts that we should be looking forward to in 2023? Uh, the big news is that Mike Piff lost his favorite pizzeria. And uh, he's devastated. We're all uh, we're here for you, Mike. I know it was a devastating moment for you to find out that your favorite pizza spot had closed. It was. It's a tough time, uh, and you know, sorry for being away for the last seven weeks. I didn't have a chance to because you vent. were mourning the loss. Of I the was pizza. mourning. Yes, uh, you had with, to take off two months with my with my new baby, and I had to let her know that she will never get to try boiler room in her lifetime. Um, but I am looking for uh, for suggestions, everyone. I'm looking for new pizza places. Did you have a spot in Palatine you really liked? Yes, actually, JJ Twigs is out in Palatine. Yeah. Um, and there's one in Lake Zurich as well. I have a few down here that I love. Some even bout by uh, by me and Glenn Allen. Uh, Barone's is fantastic. But I want to try new places again. About like five years ago, I went and tried 40 different pizza places I've never been to before. And I want to get on that train again. I want to experience a new pizza. So if anyone's got suggestions, please send them our way. You How know, much money do you think you spent on your pizza journey, Mike? Oh, too much. And I was highly underpaid at the time. I, I will put it that way. Aren't we all? Uh, 40 pizza spots you try. That's pretty impressive. So you're looking for a new pizza spot in 2023. You want to find a new gold standard of pizza for Mike Piff. That's right. I want to try a new, like a, a gold standard. I mean, I've tried a lot of the classics out here. There's some places that I've been around that I haven't tried yet. Like, I've never been to Burt's. I'd love to try that one. There's that, what's it, fried chicken pizza ice cream. That's closing, man. Is it really? It is. Wow. Might already be closed. Where have I been? But I think they have a location or like the owners have a spot in Westmont. So that might You're talking about the one near Sox Park, right? Yeah, that's the one that's near Sox Park. But I think they have a place called like uh, Kim's Uncle or something. Like their pizza spot out in Westmont that I want to try. I also have some restaurant goals that I like places I've never been that I want to finally do this year. What do you got? Let's hear the list, Mike. The Wiener Circle. Yeah, I've never, I've never been to the Wiener Circle either. And I think they, they are looking for people to do podcasts at their location. They have like their own podcast studio. Oh, God. So Everybody's I mean, got a podcast now. I mean... Including the Wiener Circle. They should just, just record their weekly, their nightly events with the customers and just post that for the podcast. I, I mean, why don't they? But I think they are inviting people like us to come out there and do that. So We'll see. Wiener Circle, what else you got, Mike? Uh, I've never been to Miller's Pub. 
Miller's Pub is good. Never Great been to during Miller's the holidays. Pub. They decorate it real nice. Cool spot. Uh, and and you know a couple more. We hit a bunch of new cla- or old classics last year. So I want to go through that list that we went through a couple episodes back, where we read off people's classic Chicago restaurants. And I want to be. I just want to know what I'm talking about more. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. How you want you? to expand beyond burgers and pizzas. Exactly. What you're exactly. There's more to the food world than pizza and burgers. I also I want to find a place that I'm going to bring my my four month old. She won't. By the time I bring her out here, I want to take her to her first Chicago restaurant. Hopefully. Take her to Alinea. She'd love it. <laughs> Do you think? So? I mean, she would actually. <laughs> All the colors and things being thrown around. So you gonna go to like Jr. Grunts or something like that? Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be great, actually. Yeah. Is that what you would recommend for like? I mean, isn't that right by the zoo? You go to the zoo, then you go there and get a burger. Oh, I did that with Amy like a couple of weeks, uh, months ago. It there sounds like go. a perfect idea. How about you? Is there something like? Do you have a goal of a place you want to try or something you want to like? I would uh, say cooking more even of? more. Um, yeah. I love cooking. Uh, I cook a decent amount, but not as much as I'd like. So I feel like I, you know, last year I feel like I tried a lot of new restaurants. So I'm always open to trying new stuff. But I would say even just continuing to elevate my own cooking game, I would say. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I've finally started doing more with my uh, cast iron skillet. Yeah. I did my first uh, with my own homemade dough dough. Deep dish pizza using uh, our friend John Cruther's uh, uh, pizza cookbook. How to so, turn out amazingly in the in the description it says it's a mix of Lou Melnati's and Pequots, and I think I got that Pequots crust down. Nice. I am very confident in that Pequots crust. Okay, and what what are some other twenty twenty three goals you got, Mike? Well. You know, this has kind of been a carryover since uh, my wedding, uh, wow, last year. I got a gift to go on an underground donut tour. Underground donut tour? Underground donut tour. So, you know, once once it warms up a little bit, I think we're going to finally cash in on that, that tour, that experience. What's the underground donut tour? I, you know, I have to check out the list. It's all underground. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take to... you to the basement of Dunkin' Donuts or something. <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be a little bit more local than that. Maybe, maybe. Donuts. But if I had, but there was. I think while I was out, there was this guy that was pitching the Chicago food experience, and it was like the most overpriced and basic of Chicago food experiences ever. Did you see that? I think it was like a group. Yeah, I deal. didn't pay much attention to it. It looked like just sort of a Twitter bait thing that people all went nuts for. But oh yeah. How much does it cost to do the do the donut underground tour? Well it'll be free for me because it's uh it was a gift. Oh it's a gift. It okay. was a wedding gift. See oh, that's nice. a pretty good idea for a wedding gift. A gifts. wedding <laughs> gift for a donut underground tour. Nice. Yeah, yeah I think I fi- we'll finally cash in on that one this year. And uh, you know, there's also these like kind of up and coming bakeries in the area that I want to try more of. Mindy's, uh, who used Mindy, who used to have her own hot chocolate and burger place, which was probably a top five burger in the city. She's gone like full bakery, and I want to try that. That would be very good. Yeah, yeah. I would say for me, just continue to elevate the home cooking stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll mix in some sort of like make my own pasta stuff like that. Ooh, you know, I like, like that. maybe bring it to another level. Um, I feel like I can throw down respect, like, you know, I'm respectable in the kitchen. 
put some good dishes together, but I love to elevate it. You in did make a mean brujol the other day. Brujol was good. That's like that's easy though. It's it's tough to screw up brujol. You just you roll it, you sear it, you braise it, and that's about it. So and it was fantastic. The red sauce I made for it was very good. I will say that. Um, any other final twenty twenty three stuff? Any restaurants you're eyeing, Mike? You know. We're still looking for places that we'd like to try and bring our podcast to this year. Is there? Do you have kind of like a white whale or even like a guest that you want to try this year? No, not really. <laughs> I don't have anybody on the list, Mike. We're going to find them. We're going to find people that we Who want to. Who do you to. want to interview? I, I'm telling you, I want to go through the wall of Portillo's of everyone that's on there and make, I like, I talked about that a while back, but like just to interview everyone that's got a picture signed at Portillo's to talk about their love for Chicago food or Portillo's. Um, all right. Well, that's Mike's 2023 goal list for restaurants and interviews he'd like to uh, to do on the Chicago's Very Own Eats podcast. Uh, here's our conversation with Nick Kindlesberger from the Chicago Tribune. Now joining us on the podcast is Nick Kindlesperger, Chicago Tribune food critic, does a great job covering the food scene in Chicago, which is massive, as we know. Nick's been on the podcast before. We always love talking to him. Um, And Nick, I really uh, enjoyed over the holiday season, and we'll look ahead to, to 2023 and stuff that's opening and restaurants that you're looking forward to, but you had your 12 favorite dishes of 2022, and I loved it. I loved running through it. So um, if you can just highlight some of the stuff that you put in the column and, and things you think people should be trying if they didn't have a chance in 2022. Yeah, for sure. Always happy to be back. Um, so it's it was a, a pretty interesting year. It felt like a little bit back to normal. I don't know how you felt going out, but it feel like we're starting to get our rhythm back, though it feels it was a little tripped up sometimes last year, but you know, the, the one restaurant I keep talking about the most is this place called Sueños. So it's technically a pop-up in the Soho house. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, you don't have to get a membership or, you know, have a million dollars to go. You can just walk right in. And uh, it was supposed to be a six-month thing, but they're getting ready to do about a year and almost a half because it's been going so well. And I think that they're actually they're working on getting a permanent space, which is really exciting. But if you go, definitely get their ceviche. So they uh, are importing some great fish from the Gulf and then taking the, the meat off and then kind of smoking the bones and then using that to flavor some of the other ingredients. It's, it's wild. And it's the one of the best ceviches I've ever had in my life. Soho, so, Soho houses uh, can be intimidating. Like, what is it exactly? It feels like some underground, super wealthy place, a bunch of artists getting together. So anybody, you don't have to be a member for Soho House. You can just walk in and go to this pop-up? Yes, I would not recommend, like, trying to sneak up to the top floors, but <laughs> there are restaurants on the second floor. Um, right in the lobby that you can you can easily go up and uh, they would be more than happy to serve you. You might run into some people who have more money than you, but that, <laughs> you know, I'm getting used to that. Yeah. Um, so, but it is kind of a weird spot to have um, such an interesting project. Um, just another one of these pandemic things that happened that they were able to get a, a slot in there and it, it's worked out amazingly well. Uh, what else stuck out to you, Nick, in your in your list of 12 favorite dishes? Uh, there's this place called Kumai, Cambodian Fine Dining. Now, if you're not so fully versed on Cambodian food, don't worry. Um, basically, none of us are in Chicago. This is one of the only, this is one of only two Cambodian restaurants in Chicago. 
Um, it's on Howard at 2043 West Howard. But this family has this sort of very tragic story of escaping Cambodia during the wars in the Khmer Rouge. But the, um, and the mother and daughter, the daughter has been working at some uh, lettuce entertaining restaurants for the previous years and then really wanted to cook the food that her mom taught her. And so just a brilliant restaurant, but definitely try to make a reservation because they are slammed right now. I've been looking for a, a go-to ramen spot, Nick. Um Tried a couple spots. You've listed one here, Monster Ramen. Um, This is a perfect time of year to enjoy ramen when it's very cold out and we're stuck inside. Uh, Talk about about Monster Ramen and what you listed in the the column. Monster Ramen is perfect for the winter, too. This is um, uh, run by Katie Dong, and she's obsessed with beef ramen. So this is a pretty unusual style of ramen. Most of ramen is made with, like, chicken or pork, um, but she's focusing on beef and so and she's also making all her noodles inside the shop so when you walk in you can see like this machine where they make all the noodles right there in front of you so you can't go wrong they have um different i love the shio ramen that they have there but the miso is really good too and then they also have one of those enormous bowls where they stick like a whole meaty beefy bone right in the middle if you uh, are feeling a little indulgent that night and that one's pretty good too how much fun do you have doing this nick i love following following <laughs> you on instagram and twitter and just reading all of the places that you stop at i i cannot complain you know there's some days where i i'm eating things that i'm not too thrilled with but on the whole i have no right to ever complain about my job uh this is a good segue because mike piff joining us mid-interview here and uh the next on your list is a pizza spot mike tragically lost his favorite pizzeria over the holiday season nick so he's on, he's searching for a new favorite oh, pizza. No, mike i'm sorry man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i guess it, it it was uh it was coming for some time boiler room got shut down last month for good and it actually years ago i did like you an extensive uh pizza list where i visited 40 different pizza places for the first time and it ended up topping my list because it had the best experience with incredible pizza so i need your help Nick. i need your help are there new places that i need to check out there's so many new places that it's crazy and like the boiler room this new place called zaza's pizzeria offers pizza by the slice at lunchtime, and it really looks like a New York pizza shop. You walk in, and they got all the the pizzas behind the glass that you can get slices. And um, along with sort of a really perfectly flawless cheese slice, you can also get what's called a grandma slice. So this is sort of a New York thing that's cooked in a rectangular pan. Um, It's not super thick, but it is a little thicker than their regular thin crust. And um, this is just a couple brothers that got obsessed with New York pizza and decided to open their own shop um, during the pandemic, and it's just gone crazy popular. Nick, what's the um, uh, what's so, the what's it like for the modern day food critic? Where I know critics used to hide their faces; they didn't want restaurants to know what they looked like. I'm sure they did, though. And, and it was sort of this secretive thing where they'd go in and then do the review. The world of media and social media, it's basically impossible to do that. What's it like for you? Do these restaurants know you? Do do you just tell them you're there for a review? What is the modern-day food critic dealing with? 
Yeah. So, I mean, there, if you want to find a photo of me, you can easily do that. Um, <laughs> so why you would want to do that unless you uh, have a fancy restaurant, I don't know. So basically at the fancier places, occasionally I'll be recognized, but then they have to pretend that they don't recognize me. So it's a little game, you know, and if they give me anything and that for free, then that looks weird. And so they don't. So I get no, like any, nothing happens because of this. Um, and then the, I like to go to pizzerias and hot dog stands and they really couldn't care if I was there or not. So I never get recognized at these more like mom and pop places. Well, those are a few of the dishes. If, if you haven't read it yet, it's a couple weeks old, but I highly recommend uh, reading Nick's column on the on the his 12 favorite dishes of 2022. But as we look ahead to 2023, I know Mike's on the search for some good pizza. What are some – can I ask you a quick question off the top? Because I, I know it's been in the works now, and I walk, I, I walk past the Gordon Ramsay burger spot every day, and there's always people in there. I haven't been there yet. I don't have a massive interest to try it, but it seemed to be very popular. He is opening a Hell's Kitchen – on state yeah. there and it used to be uh the, the mexican place i'm blanking on the name uh any Cantina updates Laredo, yes yeah. yes 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 that's what it was um any updates on when we could expect that to be opening what you're anticipating with that whole concept you know um i don't know official opening date I've, i i too have walked by it recently and it doesn't look like it's close to opening um, but you know, it could help in the summer for all we know. Um, you know, I, the Gordon Ramsay burger actually reviewed it earlier this or, or last year and it wasn't my favorite place. I'm not dying to go back, but the quality of the beef is pretty high. And so, you know, if you're a real burger connoisseur, you might want to make a visit every once, you know, you, it might not be your favorite, but they, they do a good job. Um, as far as like the health kitchen, I'm not. I, I just don't know what to expect. You know, this is a another chain, not chain, but it's a another location for him. And you know, Gordon Ramsay's not going to be in the kitchen cooking that often. He's not. So what? I doubt that. I thought he was everywhere. Exciting, but <laughs> I know if he could sort of time travel or whatever between the different spots and cook every night, that would be cool. So it's one of those things that I am doubtful that it's going to be that interesting, but I'll give it a shot. So with the turn of the year and everything, we start setting goals for ourselves. And Kevin and I are actually, we've got some goals of our own as, you know, Chicago foodies. Do you have any projects in the works like, you know, you had last year with going to find different tacos and barbecue and such? Do you have some that you're working on this year? And are there places that you're just really looking forward to checking out for the first time this year? Okay, that's a great question. I I have two that I know of. I uh, tend to get inspired and just change direction sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of new Indian restaurants that have opened, and there's a lot of excitement behind that. And um, a new place that just opened up um, called Indian, so it's I-N-D-I-E-N-N-E. And so this is the same chef that was at Rue for a while in the West Loop, and I'm really interested in this sort of Indian tasting menu restaurant. It's... um both for the idea of doing an Indian restaurant, like fine dining meal, but then the price is also a lot lower than a lot of the other tasting menu places around Chicago. You know, it's about 95 to $105, which is not nothing, but 
considering like a linea will set you back, a linea will set you back about $400 a person. Oh yeah, I'm know. still saving so up my budget for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You got a good thousand dollars that you're just ready <laughs> to blow, then it's there for you. Um, yeah, so Indian food I'm really excited about. And then also in the suburbs, there's a lot of, of new Indian restaurants that I can't wait to try. And then in the southwest, so southwest of the city, um, there's a lot of suburbs that I'm seeing Middle Eastern restaurants opening up. And the and not just like mom and pop places, like chains that are coming from the Middle East are opening up locations there. And I find that fascinating, and I can't wait to try some of these places out. There's this place called Meat Meat Smoking, I think is what it was called. Let me make sure I got the name right before. <laughs> yeah, Meat Meat Smoking. Um, I think it started in Istanbul, and then, you know, opening a, a location in Bridgeview, I believe. And so I feel like there's just a lot of, of uh, creativity happening there. And I can't wait to, to go explore. Nick, before we let you go, just any other big highlights coming up on the 2023 calendar that just the whole food scene in Chicago is looking forward to opening um, another restaurant or a chef coming to town, whatever it may be, things you've got circled on the calendar this year? Yeah, I'm, I really want to check out Miller Bagel. So this is the people from uh, Baker Miller. <laughs> they decided to switch it up into a bagel concept. Um, if you're, they were one of my favorite bagel places before, but now they're only doing bagels. Then Gene Cato from Momotoro is opening a place called Itoko that is like a robata grill. So, um, I don't know if you remember Sumi Robata Grill. He ran that before he went to Momotoro. So I can't wait to see what he's doing there. And then Let Us Entertain You is actually opening a couple projects in that new uh, Vista building, that crazy mm-hmm. tall right. um, thing from Gene Gang. So I can't wait to hear more about that because um, I think that Let Us Entertain You has been doing more casual projects and I think for the past few years, and I think they're getting more into the fine dining space again. And I really would like to see them go all out and try to do something like True again where they're really, you know, making a lot of excitement for Chicago all around the country. I can't wait for those restaurants to open because us here at the radio station, we're just a few few doors down from the new Vista building. It sounds like an Italian steakhouse oh, right. and a Japanese restaurant are heading in there. So this whole area, yeah. this River East, whatever we want to uh, call it, uh, definitely could use a few more spots as well. He's Nick Kindlesberger, covers the whole food scene in Chicago, around Chicago, for the Chicago Tribune. Follow him on Twitter at NickDK and read his stuff at ChicagoTribune.com. Nick, appreciate the time, man. Happy New Year, and we will be following along your food journey, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. And that was the latest episode of Chicago's Very Own Eats. I'm Kevin Powell for Mike Piff. Welcome back, Mike. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. It's good to be back, and I'm hungry again. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats.